We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 17th, 2020. And today, kind of rapid fire, as much as we can try to possibly get through regarding the coronavirus. I'm going to try to get to some other current events going on as well. But the coronavirus is like the 800-pound gorilla in the room that I really can't stop talking about. Uh, until I, you know, see it really backing off or going in the opposite direction. And um, unfortunately, I'm not seeing that at this point. These are just some breaking reports just came out today that I'm kind of adding in last minute. <clears throat> the first one's New York issues gag order to police and EMS. No talk to anybody about the coronavirus cases. And um, there are allegedly confirmed coronavirus cases in Watertown, Buffalo, and Rochester, New York. However, New York State has issued a gag order to healthcare professionals, fire, police, and EMS, forbidding them from talking to anyone in any form about confirmed or suspected cases of corona. According to a local citizen, multiple confirmed cases of coronavirus are at DeGraff Memorial Hospital in North Tonawanda, and no one is allowed to talk about it. And I'm going to play you this brief video of him explaining this. So my, my longtime listener, Greg's over here, the one that we go out and do the prayer walks and things like that. And in fact, we're actually going out this Wednesday. You know, we don't know how much time we've got left to even do this anymore. So if you'd be maybe pray for us regarding that. And um, <clears throat> there's a, um, he knows a lady and his, his, her, her mother has COPD, like stage four, really, really bad. She was in the hospital recently. And um, I guess she, she asked one of the nurses if there was a, any of these coronavirus cases. And the nurse said, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got one in um, Catawba County, which is where we're at. But she couldn't tell her any more than that. So that's what, that lines up with this, what we're seeing here. That we're getting local cases. They're probably all over the country, but there's a gag order being put on all the medical personnel. So I'm going to play this this brief video here that explains this more. Leaders and politicians in New York State have issued a gag order on medical workers and police. They're no longer able to confirm or deny any coronavirus cases. Gail Bernstein of New York State, the Erie County Health Commissioner, has told police and fire departments they are not allowed to alert the public of suspected or confirmed cases. Gail Bernstein had the Tonawanda fire department delete a Facebook post alerting the public that there was coronavirus cases. The North Tonawanda Fire Department took a patient to DeGraff Memorial Hospital where they are confirmed to have coronavirus. However, New York State is not letting this information get out. They have put a gag order on our brave police and firemen. Even though our firemen and police are not allowed to discuss this with the public, I had one police officer from Tondawanda contact me personally and let me know that a gag order has been placed and a confirmed case has been issued in North Tonawanda. Cases are popping up all over New York State, but because there's a gag order on healthcare workers and the police and fire department, we're not being letting known the truth. This is the same as China and it makes no sense. It's time for our leaders to stop placing gag orders on the civil servants and let them do their jobs and protect the health and safety of the public. As a spouse of a healthcare worker in New York State, I'm concerned if Buffalo has over six cases of coronavirus, how many does New York State have in total? Now it's Watertown, Rochester, and Buffalo where cases that I know have been confirmed and suspected. How many true cases are in New York City? 
a city hundreds of times bigger than Buffalo. I don't believe that New York City has no cases and they only have a handful of unconfirmed cases. This doesn't make any sense. Okay, so we have that. It goes on to say, sorry, but a health commissioner doesn't have the legal authority to issue a gag order to anyone. Moreover, these people are paid by us to protect us. Highly contagious disease is running rampant. Um, you know the testing's not accurate. And again, that's come out that the testing they do have is not accurate. The CDC's even admitted to that at this point. Uh, I believe that's one of the uh, headlines in the current events that I put out. You know, about 5 million people fled Wuhan, China, which is the epicenter for the outbreak. And there are Chinatowns downstate. I guess, I think what he's saying is there's Chinatowns really around the country. Like, I know there's a Chinatown in San Francisco, and which is where you would think they would potentially flee to, the, the Chinese out of Wuhan. Some people get mild health symptoms and don't re report it, but they are spreading it. And this health commissioner wants everyone to just act normal. Yeah, that's they want everybody to act normal until it's so far gone that, and they've stated that before. That was the quote from the, from the movie Contagion, you know, essentially, that, that, that I talked about last week. Um, <clears throat> she goes on to say how, how she tells, how about she tell the public the facts and that they should stock up on food and medicine, you know, like before it gets out of hand so we have some stuff to um, be there as for provision for a month or so if need be. Instead, she seems to be leading the public to the slaughterhouse. Well, I, she's just obeying orders from higher up. She's doing what every single other person in that position is doing around the country. Guaranteed. The public should sue her for depraved indifference murder when a loved one dies from the disease. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. But I, I get what he's saying there. Now, let's go to the next report. And this is crazy. Um, urgent NATO UN troops being called up for quarantine operations in the United States will offer to buy weapons or take them by killing if opposed. Now, again, I'm not saying this is 100% true, but I think this is the direction that we're moving in for sure. Um, guaranteed, they're already there in China. It's not like this is not happening in China. They just don't really have weapons over there. You know, I think they've already all been disarmed pretty much. You know, so that's the the the. Um, confiscation of weapons in China isn't near as big of a factor as it would be here, where we actually still have a Second Amendment. Americans are about to get a, a taste of full-out absolute murderous tyranny under the guise of the coronavirus outbreak. Possibly. Now again, I'm not going to sit here and say that God couldn't intervene or that things couldn't move in an opposite direction or that it appears that coronavirus does tend to target oriental males because of that ACE2 gene that they have in more abundance than it does the rest of the population so i'm not going to ignore that and i'm not going to sit here and say i know this is going to happen and then and, and all this other stuff a lot of these reports are written in that way so bear that in mind that i'm not telling you that but this is the way this report in particular is written uh, nato troops are being called up to be used for military quarantine operations inside the united states nato is essentially the u.n um, but this is a twist to it. Troops will be given wads of cash to offer to buy weapons in possession of citizens. So they're going to come at you with a carrot, and it's it's like what the Mexican drug drug lords said. They'll they'll it's it's either silver or lead. When they they want you to do something in Mexico, one of the drug lords or one of the people in the drug cartels. 
they'll say, okay, we'll buy this from you. If that whatever they want from you, or if you don't want to give it to us, then you get lead, you get the bullets. Okay. So you either take our bribe, take our money, or we kill you. So that's, this doesn't surprise me. Okay. I mean, United Nations is the, is the back, backbone for the coming new world order. And there's nothing, you know, that they're not going to do. So troops will be given wads of cash to offer to buy weapons and possession of citizens. If they sell and reveal who else owns guns, they will be paid more cash. So again, this is the whole George Orwellian, Brave New World, 1984, Aldous Huxley, where they want to turn everybody into a bunch of narcs and snitches and to turn everyone else in. And if you have a pandemic... You throw that in the mix, you know, most of the population are going to be doing whatever it takes to save their own skin. Uh, I, I, now, I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying a lot of the population, as, as particularly as decadent and um, spoiled and self-centered as most Americans are. Um, I, I think that we, we would be ripe for that scenario, unfortunately. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Um those who refuse will be attacked and killed okay but again this is written like there's no god this is written like god doesn't exist so here's what's going to happen and face your fate now i don't i'm not going to present it to you in in those terms at all military strike teams will go to each home where they know guns are owned and offer to buy those weapons well again that's a logistical nightmare when you've got you know more gun owners in America per capita than any other place in the face of the planet ever. So it's not like they're going to just be able to, you know, mobilize this many troops to do it. It's the same problem they were going to have just in Virginia alone. The, the daunting task of just one state, much less all 50. So bear that in mind. Okay. Cause I'm not here to, to instill fear in you. Um, the fear of man bringeth a snare. The Bible says, and God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and of a sound mind and, and these types of things. So, um, again, I just have to keep interjecting that, the Bible in there. Uh, let's see here. Uh, if the person refuses, the teams will then attack the home and take the guns by force. Anyone who shoots back will be killed. Here are the statements from an actual soldier who has been notified of the call-up. He says, I'm very experienced. I can give you insight on military martial law, what really happens. And then it shows his credentials here, all of the tours that he did, starting in desert shield storm um all the way to south korea in 2000 um, anyway question if martial law goes into effect for a small city will people get a warning to get home he says yes they they are announced in advance usually one to two days with a local time for compliance also curfew times and things of this nature added to the order question if you're called up when if up when not if Martial laws imposed. Will you report? I guess because he's been out of the service for a long time. I don't know. Um, or maybe he's just asking about martial law. If so, have you? If so, and you are ordered to shoot Americans who do not obey, will you shoot them? Have you heard of of what? This is written so poorly. Sorry, and I haven't had time to edit this because this has just come up. Have you heard of and what do you think of Oath Keepers? 
How many others in the military, whether active duty or reserves, in percentage terms, do you think will refuse to report or desert at the first opportunity and join the resistance when, again, if not martial law is declared? Because at some point we know martial law is going to be coming. You know. Answer, Oath Keepers are a good group. I would suspect I have seen firsthand what people who talk about being a bad ASS or some kind of hero. Usually they are the first to break down mentally and have to be set back to the rear. The U.S. military currently is made up of non-Americans, millennials, and Generation Z. They will comply with their orders. Now, that's his opinion, okay? He's acting as though every one of them are going to desert their post, and they're all going to turn and shoot Americans. I don't believe that, okay? There's been polls done, and again, this is just like, I'd say, glean from this, and and but then again i, w I also want to give you the heads up on this if this does go down the resist and I, i've said the ultimate end goal of all of this whether it's the coronavirus whether it's um <clears throat> taking away our guns whether it's some other pandemic whether it's some big natural disaster earthquake whatever um the ultimate end goal is martial law and having the blue hats the united nation troops on the streets i've said that over and over and over again all the way back to pretty much 2006 so this is just one derivation, one scenario of that happening. Um, going further, the resistance most likely is currently already infected. So there may be a one or two lone wolves with, with which they will start firing at UN soldiers. Uh, they will be terminated with extreme prejudice. I believe that they, the powers that be, have been infecting America's for a solid week now. I don't know if, if he means that they're infecting them with the coronavirus? I don't know. Uh, question. What exactly happens in a martial law situation? I understand basic curfews, but what else goes down? Will Vegas casinos be shut down completely? How will non-preppers get food and pay bills if businesses are closed? Note that many bars and restaurants rely on nighttime customers. What will happen to the homeless in various cities? Uh, answer. Martial law will depend on the mission requirements. Situations like the virus outbreak are treated differently in each, each country. Medical martial law works for Asian countries because they are generally disarmed and compliant. Yeah, exactly. America will be a different bag of chips. We have guns and ammo. Many have prepped well. We have militias. We are used to our freedoms no other country has ever had. I see medical martial law here first when where they have 100% shut down and quarantine just like China. Then I immediately see martial law with patrols from all military branches and many contracted individuals uh, meaning the military contractors america's americans are not used to militarized lockdowns so this will not go well at all this is why i think they started infecting all of america one week ago any day now i see people nationwide complaining about symptoms yeah he's talking about coronavirus which again why have they been letting all the people fly in from China still? Why, why, why hasn't there been a total lockdown of anyone coming? That should have been done weeks and weeks and weeks ago. But it hasn't been because they want to spread it on purpose. They just want to keep it on the down low until they can't, you know, until it can't be um, lied about or contained anymore, even in the press. They're doing it exactly like what they said in the movie Contagion. Uh let's see here now again this is this is his opinion i'm not saying it's all true and it's all gonna have to go just like they're they're saying but it is one scenario question what happens to legally owned class three wep weapons which i believe 
well, suppressors, full auto, like machine guns, short barrel rifles, etc. Does the ATF confiscate them? Answer, the first trick is weapons for cash. I would patrol through the town with cash, $2,000 at a time. In America, it may be fifteen dollars to $20,000. Well, when you can print money on a thin air, that's no big deal. Asking locals to sell me their weapons. The ones who do, I tell them to give me a list of others who have weapons. I pay them extra. I mean, if, if, if an American military person would do this, you know, he's nothing more than a, a communist traitor, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, once all weapons are bought, then we move in with patrols uh, going to suspect homes uh, and other, and offer the opportunity to comply. Those who don't, it will not end well for them. Make no mistake, this is no virus. It's a bioweapon. This is a depopulation operation. Okay, going further, how will authorities make known the confiscation of guns door-to-door? Uh, answer, government-connected speakers in every town in America already that started in 2008 or 2010. These were installed as warning sirens on telephone poles, but also their speakers, not mechanical sirens. They can make a siren sound and also put out verbal information like tornado take cover. So in other words, you would have these whatever, these speakers supposedly. Uh, question, if this disease is affecting so many Americans, that quarantine and martial law must be put into effect. You know, the thing the thing that's ironic about this is, you know, if this coronavirus happens here like it's happening in China, and, and we go down on lockdown and quarantine, and, and it would be, even though it's a bioweapon, even though they created it, I understand the quarantine aspect of it. Why do they got to go to door, why do they have to go door to door, though, to get your guns? Because, I mean, what does that have to do with the outbreak? I mean... Aren't you supposed to self-quarantine? No, this is just the excuse to come get your guns. This is, I think they saw what happened up in Virginia. They're going to get massive, massive, massive pushback. And I've said this for years. It's a big reason I did that 14th city tour in the avion flu back in 06. That under the guise of some type of pandemic is, is the way and under the ruse that they're going to come to get your guns. Because it's under, you know, medical martial law and what you won't give over your guns you won't take the vaccines you don't care about anybody else's health because you know you're not willing to submit yourself to quarantine or go off to the camps and it's going to be done under that guise it makes a lot more sense and it's it appears as though this what we may you know what we may be facing here um okay i'm reading this if the disease is affecting so many americans that the quarantine and martial law must be put into effect. Where will the troops come from who are not already sick? Answer, countries not hit by the coronavirus will most likely be UN soldiers. Well, of course. They would want to get rid of as many of our own soldiers as possible. Look at the corona map. Africa and South America look like likely choices for UN personnel, especially if they have a hatred toward the U.S. At this point, in the um, question and answer, the soldier declined any further questions. Next report. Alleged CDC text messages say that over a 1,000 are already infected with coronavirus in the, in the USA. It's being deliberately concealed. And I'm just going to touch on this briefly. While the U.S. mass media is reporting that there are 15 confirmed cases of the deadly coronavirus in the U.S., a lead doctor in the CDC allegedly sent a text message to a family friend admitting there have already been over 1,000 cases in the United States. The text also says they are trying to prevent panic. 
According to an eight-year-old in upstate New York near Schenectady, his father had a text messaging exchange with a doctor, Nancy Messonier, the director of the Center for the National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Disease within the Centers for Disease Control. Here's her photo. I'll give you a link to this. The 18-year-old was allegedly using his father's cell phone and saw the text message exchange. He became so outraged at what he read that he took a screenshot of the conversation, uploaded it as a video to a social media account um, outline, and the text appears below. Um, and it's from his dad, I guess, and it says, Hi, Nancy, hope all is well. I was just wondering if you could fill me in on what's happening with this coronavirus. Now, remember, she's this grand poobah way up in the, you know, CDC or whatever. He says, I'm hearing conflicting things about it. It's as is as bad as it's said to be in the news, and should we worry about it? Hello, Frank. Good to hear from you. Hope the kids and you are doing well. We are still investigating everything. However, I can tell you this. It's worse than what's being said on the social media and nationwide news. We're trying to prevent panic, as that will only make things worse. Please keep this between us. There have already been over a 1,000 cases in the U.S., although on the news, they're just keeping things quiet. for now. In other words, they're lying to you. And they're reporting far less and have already been over 1,000 cases in the U.S., although on the news, they're just keeping things quiet. Uh, wear masks when traveling, even nearby distances. We suspect cases in over 32 states at this point. If we don't ensure safety measures as fast as we like, this could spread much faster than we expect. Please stay safe. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. All the best, Nancy. And he says back to her they are doing good thanks uh, da, da, da. Uh, nothing really pertinent there um so i'm just looking at what else it's saying here so efforts to contact dr dr mezzanier to confirm or deny the validity of this text message exchange have had interest have had interesting results when contacted via twitter to inquire if the text message exchange was real dr mesomir did not reply she then blocked the person asking the question and it shows a screenshot of that being blocked so why if this text message is fake false, or fake false or phony why would the doctor just wouldn't, wouldn't they just say so maybe she can't maybe she can't because it's true if so, then the doctor has a problem. If she denies the truthfulness of the text message, then all that needs to be done is to bring the phone out in public for everyone to see for themselves. Um, so, we have that. Um, yeah, some crazy stuff here. Okay. Next report. COVID-19, U.S. military prepping for coronavirus pandemic, an executive order has been initiated by the Department of Defense, Global Campaign for Pandemic Influenza and Infectious Diseases. Um, it's an executive order. Okay. Executive Order 3551-13. It appears that the U.S. military is taking the coronavirus outbreak extremely seriously. U.S. Northern Command is executing plans to prepare for a potential pandemic of the novel coronavirus called COVID-19 now. That's basically what they're, they changed the name or whatever. According to Navy and Marine Corps service-wide messages issued this week, an executive order has been issued which initiated the implementation of the Department of Defense Global Campaign Plan for Pandemic Influenza and Infectious Diseases, Executive Order 
We don't know all the details of the plan, but we do know that it instructs U.S. military officials to prepare for widespread military outbreaks. Now, this was straight off the Military Times. This is straight off the Marines' websites, okay? So, just so you know, this isn't... Uh, many in the mainstream media continue to try to convince us that the virus is not much more dangerous than the common flu. But if that's the truth, why is our military taking such dramatic steps? The following comes from Military Times article. So, this is straight from the military, okay? Here's a link to it, you know, militarytimes.com. An executive order issued by the North joint staff and approved by uh, defense secretary mark esper this month directed northern command and geographic combatant c commanders to initiate pandemic plans which include ordering commanders to prepare for widespread outbreaks and confining service members with a history of travel to china the navy and marine corps messages issued tuesday and wednesday respectively reference an executive order directing u.s northern command to implement the department of defense global campaign plan for pandemic influenza and infectious diseases Executive Order 3551-13. For now, we are not being told the specific details of the plan. And the Northern Command was asked, was when they were asked about it, they issued a very vague statement. There's a link to the very vague statement. And here's part of it. We coordinate with other combatant commands to assess potential impacts in the event of a pandemic. And we ensure the U.S. military is poised to respond as required, said the Northern Command in a statement emailed to Military Times. Then it goes on to say, the military profession fosters a culture of planning. And the fact that we are coordinated planning efforts across the geographical combatant commands is consistent with how we prepare to respond, if directed. So I'll give you the link to all that. Uh, on a related one, if you want to see the U.S. Marine Corps Disease Containment Preparedness Planning Guidance for the 2019 novel coronavirus, if you want to see a link right to their website, here's the link right from them can't you can't accuse me of being a conspiracy theorist now here's the thing here's what i try to do with this ministry i try to take all of this stuff the things that are possibly alleged and things that may be under the guise of rumors and then I, I try to combine them with what are the hard facts we can document about this okay and if all of the things that are being alleged and maybe that we can't 100 prove because they're not going to admit to it also confirm all the hard facts like the stuff coming out of the military well, then I think we should pay a little more attention to things because we're seeing cross-confirmation. And the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. And we're seeing it way out of the mouth of more than two or three. We, I mean, any kind of research at all, you see what's going on in China. I mean, it's like a horrific bloodbath over there, and especially in Wuhan and the places where this is spreading. Um you know, like 400 million on lockdown, bare minimum. And I think that was last week's statistics. I'm sure it's far greater now. And that's way greater than the whole population of the United States. That's a, a far greater quarantine, as far as I know, than the world has ever seen ever, ever. So if that's the case, then it's a big deal. We've never seen that before. And it's not getting better, it's getting worse. So let's go further. Coronavirus censorship promoted in pandemic exercise is now happening. I'm going to play this brief video here. And I'm going to give you more proof today on what we're talking about so, so that you can kind of see for yourself that uh, we're, we're, we're kind of all pointing in the same direction here. Hi, everyone. I'm Spiro, back with another update concerning the coronavirus outbreak. 
In my recent report, we took an inside look at Event 201, which was a pandemic exercise that simulated a coronavirus outbreak which killed 65 million people. The simulation took place shortly before the actual coronavirus outbreak had occurred. Now, in this report, I covered how Section 4 of the simulation was... Now, I covered that extensively a couple teachings ago, okay, this Event 201 or whatever, I, I, just so you know. It's the most shocking, as the participants of the exercise, which included representatives from the United Nations, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the media, vaccine manufacturers, major banks and the Chinese and American CDC, just to name a few, discussed how it was critically important to control news and information, especially on social media. And this is happening right prior to the real coronavirus breaking out. They got all these real-life people, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, all these military people, all these people in the economic world, getting together and finding out how are we going to collaborate together when all this stuff starts going down. What are we going to do to work together? Just so happens to be like a month before the real coronavirus outbreak happens. One of the members who works for the Monetary Authority of Singapore even suggested it's time for governments to jail those who post fake news. But one thing we haven't spoken about, and I'm wondering whether it's time to talk about this, is uh, a step up from the part of the governments on enforcement actions against fake news, right? Some, some of us, uh, these new regulations that come in place about how we, we deal with fake news. and maybe Fake news, like me. Like the reports I just read. Like anything coming out that is not George Orwellian, you know, Aldous Huxley, Brave New World, Heil Hitler news, okay? That's what he's in reference to, this devil, okay? How are we getting now? Remember, the coronavirus hadn't even happened yet, but they're they're talking about. They know this is coming, and they know it's going to be primarily coming, probably from the people in alternative media, mostly in the United States, because we have the most freedom to kind of say what we want to say. Okay, I'm not saying that means people in the United States are better than anything else. I'm just saying the people in alternative media in the United States tend to, um, you know, operate in in a society that has more freedom than most other countries do. So this little devil is basically poising the question, what are we going to do about this fake news? And who's the arbiter of fake news? Satan? Well, yes, Satan is the one that, does it, that decides if it's fake news. The United Nations, the powers that be, devils like this are the ones that, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and all these other ones, are the one, and YouTube, are the ones that are going to decide what is fake news. The time for us to showcase some cases where we are able to to bring forward some bad actors and leave it before the courts to decide whether they have actually spread some fake news. So we're bad actors and we need to be drugged before the courts, if not have a bullet in our head, because we're spreading fake news. Okay. And again, that's why I'm saying, I don't know how much longer we've, we've got here. I mean, if we make it through this year, to me, it'd be a miracle. I hope we got another 10 years or whatever, but I'm just telling you, I have never seen the walls closing in like, like I'm seeing now. And this is before the stinking coronavirus even gotten gotten kicked off. Fake news. And who decides what the facts are? And who fact checks the fact checkers? Now another member of the simulation panel, who is the global chief operating officer of Edelman, suggested that social media companies themselves need to be the arbiters of truth. We're at a moment where the social media platforms have to step forward and recognize the moment to assert that they're a technology platform and not a broadcaster is, is over. Um, they, in fact, have to be a participant in broadcasting accurate information and partnering with the scientific and health communities. To Which will all be lies. 
and propaganda and straight from Satan's mouth. Counterweight, if not flood the zone of accurate information because to try to put the genie back in the bottle of the misinformation and disinformation is nigh impossible. The Event 201 panel also agreed that there needed to be a centralized source of information which would disseminate the official story. Yeah, it's like Newspeak, I believe it was in 1984, George Orwell, where you just had, you had, everybody had a, basically like a TV in their house and whatever came out of the, out of that, you know, TV brainwashing device was what the only source of news. That's where they're trying to bring us to that. And that's why the open internet has to be done away with. And that internet kill switch has to be implemented. And, and, you know, people like me have to go away because they, they have to be able to control the, and especially to bring in the false price, the false profit in any Christ and to bring in the new world order. They're going to want to have to have absolute total control over then and again we we may be on on the cusp of you know when that happens from that point forward we're never ever until the end of the tribulation until jesus comes back at the battle of armageddon and then restores the world to a thousand year millennial reign we're not going to have access to like accurate news anymore most likely unless there's you know people doing like maybe shortwave or things of that but i'm sure that'll probably be shut down and i hate to say that but I believe that when they really go for this, they're going to try to go, you know, and, and, and get rid of all the accurate news being put out out there. So I don't know how much time we have left. I'm um, going to keep fighting until, you know, we can't fight anymore. It's becoming the Ministry of Truth. Now, the panel decided that the World Health Organization would be most suitable for this task. Huh. Event 201 even created Which is the United Nations. ...news reports as part of their exercise talking about how fake news threatened governments and how social media companies were removing content and how some governments were even shutting... Even though they're fake news, even though they're the ones that they know there's probably, you know, 10 times a thousand, you know, there's probably 10,000 cases of coronavirus. Oh, there's 15. They're the fake news. They're the liars. They're the ones that are the, mouth, that are the mouthpieces for Satan. Uh, but we're the ones that are labeled as fake news because it's just so convenient convenient to slap that label on us, thereby discrediting anything that we would possibly disseminate or put out. On the internet entirely. Countries are reacting in different ways as to how best to manage the overwhelming amounts of dis and misinformation circulating over now, the... Now, this, what this is, what you're hearing, and I'm going to back it up again, is a... A simulation from this event 201 about how the newscasting will go. This is fake, okay? This is a fake newscast, but they're saying this is how we envision the newscasting will have to go in order to get rid of, of um, the bad actors and all the fake news being put out. So I'm just going to back this up real quick. I'm going to let this play again. ...content and how some governments were even shutting down the internet entirely. Countries are reacting in different ways as to how best to manage the overwhelming amounts of dis and misinformation circulating over the internet. In some cases, limited internet shutdowns are being implemented to quell panic. Now, just as the simulation itself seems to eerily predict- So that would be like an internet kill switch or, I mean, just, okay, we're gonna shut it all down. If they shut all of it down, then none of that information can get out at that point. Coronavirus outbreak, we're beginning to see other scenarios in the simulation come to fruition, such as travel bans, a negative impact on the economy, as well as censorship, as Facebook, Twitter, and Google, which owns YouTube, have all vowed to stop, quote, misinformation. Let's take a quick moment to compare some news reports. Let's start with one from the simulation. 
So this, remember, this is the Global Pandemic Exercise Event 201. This is their simulation. This is their mock newscast. Alarming news emerging from social media companies today about the CAPS pandemic. Twitter and Facebook are reporting they've identified and deleted a disturbing number of accounts dedicated to spreading disinformation about the outbreak. And now let's hear one from the real world. As we continue to monitor the deadly coronavirus outbreak, social media accounts are also spreading misinformation about the deadly yeah. virus. So this is the real, this is real, what you're hearing now. They're doing exactly what this event 201 already said. Social media platforms fight coronavirus misinformation. This is CBS News. Axios reports online accounts spreading falsehoods are creating panic in China and the US. People like, like me and the others that are doing this, we gotta go, you know? As Axios reports, tech platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Google, are now racing to contain false information, much of which violates their content policies. Do we really want social media companies deciding for us what is and what is not misinformation? Can't we, the people, discern truth from non-truth for ourselves? Shouldn't we have that choice? I see this as nothing more than a move to censor and control the narrative as part of the information war. Just last night, Zero Hedge had their Twitter account permanently banned from the social media platform. Many speculate that this was due to Zero Hedge's coverage of the coronavirus outbreak, which often countered the mainstream narrative. Now, just before Zero Hedge was banned, they published a controversial article suggesting that the coronavirus contained HIV insertions, implying that the virus was man-made or had been altered in some way, stoking fears that the virus was actually a bioweapon. Which it's been proven without a doubt that this is a bioweapon that was manufactured by design on purpose and not just by zero hedge it's been proven multiple different ways from different sources as well shortly after zero hedge was banned they published an article disclosing why they believe that they were banned from twitter a writer from buzzfeed filed a complaint with twitter against zero hedge and wrote an article claiming that zero hedge had doxed a chinese scientist and falsely accused him of creating the coronavirus as a bioweapon so, according to Zero Hedge, they were banned for what Twitter deemed as harassment for publishing the scientist's name and contact information, despite the fact that the scientist's information was already publicly available. I encourage everyone on Twitter to message Twitter support and Jack, who is the CEO or owner of Twitter, and demand that they immediately reinstate Zero Hedge's Twitter account. Or you can retweet my message to them. Now, censorship is not the answer. In my opinion, we need all the information we can get our hands on so we can determine for ourselves what is actually taking place. We cannot simply rely on social media companies, the governments, or the corporate media and their controllers, or even the UN and the World Health Organization to decide what the truth is for us. Now, be sure to follow me on Twitter and also other platforms which do not censor content, such as BitChute, where I post all my reports in Gab. I'll post links in the comments below. Stay tuned for more. I'm Spiro. So I, uh, you can, if you want to follow him, I posted uh, the information for, well, you can just click on the link for this. And it's under the coronavirus censorship promoted in pandemic exer exercises now happening. That'll be in the PDF for this um, uh, teaching for February 17, 2020. This Health Ranger Report pandemic podcast is brought to you by naturalnews.com for uncensored. And this one is entitled the coronavirus pandemic achieves top goals for the globalists so this is another angle of what they're going to try to achieve with the coronavirus because again if it's a bioengineered weapon and they've released it by design on purpose you you got to look at the long-term goals of why they're doing this reporting and healthrangerstore.com 
for lab-tested preparedness supplies such as storable food, full-face medical masks, biostructured silver first-aid gel, and iodine, only while supplies last. The evidence is increasingly pointing to the possibility that this coronavirus pandemic was not an accident, that this was, in fact, the opening salvo of the global depopulation agenda. Let me present some evidence for your consideration on this point. First, you've probably seen those videos of all those trucks spraying, I guess, some kind of chemical fog all over the cities of China. These are specially equipped spraying trucks. And as a friend recently pointed out to me in an interesting phone call, he said, um, so China built all those hundreds or thousands of trucks in one month, <laughs> right? That's impossible. These trucks were pre-built. China was expecting a biowarfare uh, situation. See, uh, look, the scenario that's emerging now as a, as a possibility is that globalists, of course, they've wanted to achieve depopulation. They are totally freaked out. They think that humanity is killing the planet. They see humanity as causing a mass extinction that's killing the oceans and killing the, the honeybees and the pollinators. And, you know, frankly, they're not wrong about that particular point. Uh, they, they see that humanity is destroying this planet. But for some reason, somebody flipped a switch there at the globalist level and they decided they're going to release this. Now, of course, you know, some of the globalists have known about this for, for many years. They've run the simulations to say, oh, 65 million people will die in a coronavirus outbreak. You've heard the speeches of certain people talking about how they have to reduce world population using vaccines. And then China has been talking about using these bioweapons for a very long time. What if... This did escape from a lab in China, but if it was allowed to escape, some globalist operative, you know, leaked it out of the lab in Wuhan. So this does come from a lab in Wuhan. This is an engineered bioweapon, but the release was deliberate. Think about what this would accomplish. Number one, global depopulation, economic collapse, and the total rollout of medical martial law. So they'll be able to control everybody. Now, just by claiming we're under a pandemic emergency, gun control. Why is Virginia, the Democrats there, why are they passing gun control now to take away the guns? Why has there been this big gun control push all during the Obama years? It's because they wanted the population to be disarmed before they rolled out the big medical quarantines, the uh, medical martial law where they come take you away and stick you in a quarantine death camp, even in America. Yes, the CDC has that power. They openly talk about it. They've already put people under quarantine. There's a thousand people under voluntary quarantine in California right now, I believe, not just the returning evacuees, but people in a community where there's been another outbreak detected. Now, that's a voluntary quarantine, but at some point, they're going to become non-voluntary. So they got to take away the guns, and they, they want to achieve depopulation. This is the perfect way for the globalists to get that done, and it's untraceable. You can't trace the origins of it. They know, look, essentially, this, this is probably a, a global reset that they're pushing. This is going to crater the economies. China's a ghost town. Electricity usage has plummeted to less than half of normal. Pollution levels have plummeted, kind of reconfirming to the globalists that if they get rid of enough people, the planet will be healed. I mean, it's amazing. The air is, is clear in Beijing. Why? Because people are dying everywhere. They, they look at that, the globalists, and they say, wow, mission accomplished, you know? And again, they're, they're not wrong about the point that humanity destroys the planet 
but they're using this method to kill people? Massive human suffering? I wouldn't say humanity's destroying the planet. I would say the globalist elite with all of their wicked, evil, nefarious agendas are to a certain extent using humanity to power a lot of the things that are, you know, polluting and destroying things and things of that nature. Uh, but I'm not going to just blame it on humanity at large. You know, it's it's the people, the globalists at the top of the food chain that are orchestrating that. And death, disease, a plague upon our world, this is their method? Yeah, it turns out, yeah. I think part of this is because their whole vaccine agenda has failed. They just couldn't convince everybody to get vaccinated. And vaccines were supposed to reduce world population, you know, according to Bill Gates, by 10 to 15 percent. That's a quote from him. But people didn't go along with it. There was a lot of resistance against the uh, depopulation vaccines. So now they're just up in the ante. They're just cranking it up to biological warfare. So maybe they deliberately allowed this to be released in China, knowing that once it's in China, it's going to go everywhere. It's a global pandemic. It's going to achieve the deaths of, well, let's do the math again. If it infects 60, 70, 80% of the world population, which is the estimate by many scientists and doctors, including those researchers out of Hong Kong, Dr. Leong and others, then we could roughly say that's about 6 billion people infected, just roughly speaking. And out of 6 billion people, if the death rate is 10%, that's 600 million deaths. That's kind of like mission accomplished for the globalists, you know? They want this. But more importantly, during that, over half a billion people dying, they can roll out every medical martial law, you know, order that they want. They can, they can turn every country into a prison camp. They can do forced vaccines, forced arrests, forced quarantines. And think about this. They can get rid of the elderly who are collecting pensions and Social Security and Medicare that's bankrupting every nation in the world. So I've said this before. The United States government is not sustainable unless they find a way to kill the elderly. I've done entire podcasts on that. If you do the math, the entitlements owed to people who are up in their years, those entitlements are bankrupting our nation. The government has to figure out a way to kill those people. And again, the flu, that's what the flu shots are all about, too. And they give the, the elderly the, the really powerful flu shot that will really kill you quick. So this is just adding to that you know, scenario. Boom. Guess what? Coronavirus. And the same thing's true in China. Who is it killing the most? The elderly. The immunosuppressed. See, this, this actually serves the interests of the globalists who want depopulation, but it also serves the interests of governments such as China, America, Russia, the UK. Every government wants to save money. They, every government wants you to die after you stop paying taxes. Let, let's just be honest about it. When you're paying taxes, you're giving them money. The day you retire, you're taking money. They'd rather you die, frankly. There, there is no compassion in government. They need the revenue. They don't need you sitting around in a retirement home billing you know, Medicare for your CT scans or whatever. They want you dead. And in fact, the whole system is unsustainable unless a lot of people die, especially the elderly. This is a global reset. They found a way to kill off the people who are taking a lot of money from the governments. This is, this is not just depopulation. This is about governments finding a way to survive themselves to remain financially solvent. But of course, there's going to be an economic collapse because of this as well. Well, guess what? There was a collapse coming anyway, but now the governments can blame the coronavirus. So instead of the central banks being blamed for printing all the fiat currency and running a giant Ponzi scheme, they can blame the virus, you see? You see how convenient that is? Yep. Oh, look, everything's cratering. People are losing their retirement money. People are losing their pensions. Everything's going south. 
oh, it's the virus. It wasn't our horrific monetary policy. It wasn't the fiat currency from the central bank. No, it's the virus. Do you see how this pandemic accomplishes major things that governments and globalists want to achieve? This is a dream come true for them. And then they can position the vaccine as the savior. So they'll have this thing roll out and kill a lot of people. And then as the, the deaths start to naturally drop off, because every pandemic goes through a phase like a bell curve, eventually it runs out of new people to infect and it starts falling off. Then they'll introduce the vaccine and then they'll say, see, since the vaccine was introduced, deaths fell 90 percent. Well, guess what? The deaths were going to fall anyway because it's already burned through the whole world. So your vaccine didn't do squat, but they're going to give vaccines but that's exactly what they did with the vaccines like the polio vaccine and a lot of the vaccines they started implementing back in the oh 20s 30s they took credit for things that like were totally due to better sanitation practices like a lot of the things and i've documented in fact there's a whole book written on that particular subject they rode the coattails of better sanitation practices and gave all the credits to the vaccines when the vaccines actually when they were instituted actually caused a spike in those very things like polio and whatever else they were vac uh, vaccinating for and there's a report I, I did a long time ago and um, it's graphical evidence shows vaccines didn't save us and I've posted this in different PDFs um, but like for instance whooping cough um, and it, here we're, we're seeing a graph, a death rate, and then we're seeing a progression of years on the bottom. And, you know, 1800s, you know, I, I don't know if this is thousands or whatever, but it was, it was very, very high in the 1880s. And then by 1940, it had probably reduced, I would say, 85% the cases due to better sanitation practices diphtheria was the same thing and then they implement the vaccines and then they because of these better sanitation practices um with the sewer the water the food and things of this nature that's why these diseases like whooping cough diphtheria um scarlet fever polio typhoid fever even measles this is why you were getting these these diseases were dying out but they when when they implemented the vaccine it's showing you on this chart that these these diseases were almost becoming non-existent at the same time they implemented the vaccines and then what they did is years back then years later they would go back and say see our vaccines worked and 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 how could you ever go against them the above graphs based on the official death numbers as recorded in the official yearbook of the commonwealth of australia but this is the same for any place else uh, are taken from Greg Beatty's excellent book, Vaccination, A Parent's Dilemma, and represent a decline in death rates from infectious diseases in Australia. They clearly show that vaccines had nothing to do with the decline in death rates. Note the graphical evidence on the decline in death rates from infectious diseases for USA, England, and New Zealand, and many other countries shows the exact same scenario as above. Okay. Um, Dr. Andrew Wheel best answers it with this statement. Scientific medicine has taken credit it does not deserve for some advances in health. Most people believe that victory over infectious, infectious diseases of the last century came from the invention of immunizations. In fact, cholera, typhoid, tetanus, diphtheria, whooping cough, etc. were in decline before vaccines for them became available. 
but this was the result of better methods of sanitation, sewage disposal, and distri distribution of food and water. Okay, so I just wanted to mention that, so just so that's you're aware. The credit to say vaccines save the world, and the anti-vaxxers cause more people to die. That's You can tell that that's going to be the uh, narrative here, that anti-vaxxers cause people to die, but the vaccines save lives. Of course. So I'm already anticipating this. There's going to be a day, I'm giving you a heads up in advance, and you can quote me later on this. There's going to be a day where we at Natural News, and myself in particular, where we have to say, go take the vaccine. Now, I can't believe you just saying this. I, I, I'm abs I, I played this on purpose. I was going to cut it out, and I'm like, so you're already in your mind, Mike Adams, saying you're, there's going to come a day you have to do this. You're, you're, you're literally, are you serious? the coronavirus because if we don't say it i get thrown in jail the website gets seized by the government and shut down there's going to be forced and you know what i personally none of that moves me all that moves me is when i stand before god am i guilty about this or am i not with my ministry i'll take the bullet in the head i'll take the whatever it takes you're never going to hear me unless they clone me and put me up on air, say that you better take the vaccines, okay? That's the only way you're ever going to hear it from me. And I, and I pray to God, God never lets that happen. I'm just, what I'm saying is that I wouldn't even ever say that to my audience. That I'm going to have to do this. Or I'm going to go to jail or whatever. Okay, then you go to jail. Okay, you get your your head blown off, whatever. At least you're right before God. And, I, and again, I don't know if Mike Adams is saved. I, I don't really think he is i you know pray for his salvation but i, I i'm sorry I, I don't agree on that point pro-vaccine speech everybody has to support the vaccine because that's going to be the narrative and they're going to they're going to say if you don't and you're getting people killed so so mark my words that day is coming and if you hear me say go get the vaccine it's really good then you should know there's a gun pointed to my head either figuratively or perhaps quite literally so don't be surprised if you hear me say that at some point, because they'll, they will, you know, they'll kidnap me, put a gun in my head, and have me record a podcast. Vaccine's awesome. Go get the vaccine. Yeah, trust me, they're they're gonna do that crap. So that's why I'm warning you in advance that that day is coming. So when you hear it, you know something very bad has happened. But you know, I guess wow, he's acting like it's a foregone conclusion in his case. I don't know. I know God's bigger than all that, and you know He can keep you out of that scenario or, or bare minimum you know stop that from happening so anyway uh next report it's coming cdc director warns coronavirus to become widespread throughout the united states and again this is a lot of the stuff i'm citing right now are, are things that you know you could you could put before your unbelieving friends and family around you and say but the cdc director has warned coronavirus to become widespread throughout the United States, probably beyond 2020. He's the one saying this. Okay, and a lot of the other things that I've cited today and, and will be citing even later on in this broadcast. The extremely virulent coronavirus, which is sweeping through China's Hubei province like wildfire, will eventually gain a foothold in the United States, becoming a community virus this year or next, according to CDC Director Robert, Dr. Robert Redfield. I mean... All the stuff the military is doing to ramp up. I'm not putting any of that out. That's coming straight from the from the Marine website, from the Navy website, from Military Times website. I'm not making that stuff up. 
says, we don't know a lot about this virus, Redfield told CNN's Dr. Senjai Gupta. The virus is probably with us beyond this season, beyond this year, and I think eventually the virus will find a foothold and we will get a community-based transmission. Right now, we are in aggressive containment mode. Yeah, that's why you're letting all the people, you've let all the people come in and out from China and just let them do that. That's that's all good. That's no, no problem there. Yeah, they're in aggressive containment. No, they're not. They're in aggressive spreading mode. All they're trying to contain is the news cycle so that you're in the dark while it does spread and while it goes nuts. That's the only thing they're, they're it's just all lies. Anything you're going to get from CNN or the mainstream news is total lies, okay? But remember, we're fake news, even though I'm documenting all these things that are easily verifiable. I just don't know how much longer we'll be able to do it. Next report, coronavirus to really destroy the USA. Just stop sending, and then I'm going to play this. Oh, this is Ice Age Farmer. This is another angle. Ladies and gentlemen, we have crossed the Rubicon with respect to this coronavirus situation. It's now being acknowledged by the media as legitimately a big deal. Indeed, the Federal Reserve came out today and acknowledged that it could spill over out of China minimally economically and slow down the global economic system. And when you see, certainly, the, the scores of plants and airlines manufacturing supply lines that are shutting down and that certainly don't look like they're going to be opening back up come Monday morning, then it's easy actually to conclude that this is a, the real deal. But what is being woefully unreported and what I will share with you and ask you to help me spread the word about tonight is the fact that the United States depends almost wholly on China for the pharmaceutical supply here, that we import 80% of the ingredients for pharmaceuticals from China, and that we get 97% of our antibiotics from there. In fact, so severe is our dependence on the Chinese pharmaceutical industry that the chief economic advisor to President Trump himself stated, if you're the Chinese and you want to really destroy the United States, just stop sending us antibiotics. But see, again... For, for me, that makes no impact whatsoever because it's like, I don't take antibiotics, I don't rely on them. The word antibiotics means against life. Biotics mean death, anti means against. So they're against life. They destroy your good flora in your body, they devastate your own immune system, and they only work on a small number of bacterial strains in your body. They don't work on viruses at all, so they wouldn't have any effect on the coronavirus. But because people are so addicted to them and... You know, they've taken them so many times. Now these super strains have developed because um, this is what happens when you over-prescribe antibiotics to people. The, the, it will give you candida and yeast. Um, and a lot of times I think of that as a female thing. But candida, candida and yeast gets into the bloodstream. And uh, I did dark field microscopy, um, live blood cell analysis for years when I was early in practice and I, I hardly ever saw a patient that wasn't full of yeast in their bloodstream you could see the flo flocculating masses of yeast going through the bloodstream okay almost everybody's got it and a lot of it's due to the over antibiotic use and even if you're not taking antibiotics if you eat any kind of meats that aren't organically grown they're they're giving the antibiotics to the cattle and to the to the chickens and um you're getting it there and it still can kill off so again a little bit of silver of the 5,000 like even 10 drops a day a lot of times can keep those colonies down 
you know, that's, that's a good thing to do. And then take in a good probiotic, a good refrigerated probiotic. Um, I use the one from an eight. Uh, that's, that's a way to keep the good bacteria in your system up. Okay, but um, yeah, for, for a lot of people though, they, they only know that route of going the antibox. And then all of these, these um, pharmaceutical ingredients that we're not going to have access to, people are going to be going off their psychotropic meds that they're totally addicted to, that most of them have some type of demonic component. I mean, one of the main side effects of Prozac is mass shootings and suicide. So, I mean, you know, that type of thing. So... When you have, and, and the main ingredient in those is fluoride, just so you know, which burns out your lower brain lobe, which controls your will to resist. Now, granted, we'll be able to still get plenty of fluoride, you know, thanks to Alcoa and the aluminum industry. But um, the other things that are in there, you know, China is, is like the main one that produces this stuff. So you can imagine what's going to happen when people start running out of their meds from the coronavirus. See, what I'm saying is that. This isn't just about the coronavirus. There's so many other aspects that are going to affect our lives regarding this. I can't see it not happening. There's already d disruptions in um, a lot of the supply chains right now from what's going on. The, the factories are, a lot of them are, are on shutdown over in China right now. And he's going to get into this. But 97% of all antibiotics, you know, come from China. And then what he said before that, about 80-something percent of all the other, like, the pharmaceutical products. I mean, as addicted as people are to pharmacia, which is the root word for sorcery, in America, that by itself is going to be some kind of 800-pound gorilla in the room that, you know, you're not going to be able to imagine just the, the problems that's going to cause. Ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what's happening right now. Unless you think, well, we probably have a nice fat supply, six months, nine months of pharmaceuticals to sit on. You know, Maybe this would interrupt the supply lines, but I'm sure we can weather that storm. We'll get through this. This is America. Well, I intend to demonstrate to you tonight that that is woefully inaccurate. That's not the case at all. In fact, the U.S. healthcare system has already been experiencing shortages of life-saving drugs surgeries being delayed patients being turned away medicines being rationed because now this was a report he's citing here i'm looking at this mainstream report it's almost unfathomable in modern medicine u.s hospitals running low on life-saving drugs when was this november 4th of 2019 this is before the coronavirus even hit so <laughs> i can't even quite imagine drug shortages are increasing and lasting longer according to fda report Published on October 29th of last year, a hunt of 163 drugs running low from 2013 to 2017, over 60%, over 62% were due to manufacturing of product quality problems. 56% of U.S. hospitals reported delayed or changed patient care due to drug shortages during 2015 to 17. So this is a problem that's been increasing it's been brewing for a long time and this is totally this coronavirus thing is totally going to put that over the edge we can't get enough drugs into this country and i think there's a good chance this is without i should add that is without a supply line supply chain interruption and it's without a medical emergency like a coronavirus epidemic we were already having problems before these two things compound the situation so I'm asking the question, are we now looking at 
an imminent collapse of the medical system in the United States. I'm Christian, and this is the Ice Age Farmer Channel. In my previous report about the plague of locusts that's swarming across East Africa and into the Middle East, there was a line from an official that has been ringing around my head ever since we shared it, because it's so poignant and important. The line was from an official in Pakistan, where they've lost nearly half, half of their crops this season to the locusts. And it was this, we've not been publishing news about the effects of the locusts, because we wanted to avoid being unduly alarming. Well, this significant admission that they are keeping information from the public to keep them from freaking out should be a pretty good indicator that that is absolutely taking place with a huge global scare like the coronavirus. And we Now, the two biggest plagues right now, red alert type things going on on the planet, are the locust plagues over in Africa and the Middle East, and the coronavirus. There, another report here, locust plague, the most underreported global calamity. Um, yeah, most unreported global calamity. There's all kind of videos up here about these locusts, how they're coming in and they'll they'll. I have a report in here that um, see if I can find it real quick. Um, two, two reports on the current events I post later. Uh, is virus panic and locust plague spark Bible apocalypse fears. And then another one, farmers trauma traumatized as swarms devour crops in seconds, like something out of the book of Exodus. Locust armies devouring farms in 30 seconds? I don't know if that's possible, but I guess if you get enough of those bad boys around, they can get the job done. They're, um, you gotta give them an A for effort, if, if nothing else, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's another thing. Oh, we're not getting accurate information out of China, and frankly, that's no surprise. But I can guarantee you, we're not getting good They're showing pictures of Wuhan, and they're just, they've got like, it looks like a cannon. They're just spraying this disinfectant, like, straight up into like this street. And I mean, it's just who only God knows what's in that. We're going to talk about that as well, because that's another part of the scheme to kill people off under the guise of saving their lives. Out of any of these governments right now, as we look to China, where there are 400 million people under a military style quarantine, that is more than the population of the United States. In fact, it's now that's well this report was well like like nine days ago okay it's still just as pertinent but that was nine days ago i don't know what it is now i i would imagine it's much more than 400 million six percent of the global population just to put it in perspective it's massive and it's growing and these people are being sprayed with god knows what in the name of decontamination we've seen factories closing from toyota Hyundai, GM, Ford, Volkswagen, Apple, all of these factories. Okay. If you need anything done on your cars, I'd do it now. Okay. If you need anything done at all, like if you've been putting something off, like to whatever, and I, I mean anything, because even though, even if it's something that's not going to be disrupted, it's going to be disrupted because eventually this is going to start affecting the trucking industry and it's gonna it's gonna spill over and you might think well yeah but it's not gonna affect this yeah but you're not understanding how many things might be affecting that one thing 
So my advice to you is if you need anything done on your cars, any things you've been putting off that would be essential for survival. Now, I'm not talking about luxury stuff. I'm not talking about entertainment stuff. I'm talking about essential for survival. If you couldn't get it done in the next year, you might want to do it now. You know, stocking up on, obviously, we've talked about, you know, the, the food and having the water and, and, and the vitamins and things of this nature. That's all important. Um, super, super important. But there's other things that you might want to think about as well. And I just want to throw that out there are closed and it doesn't look like they'll be opening Monday morning from the looks of things right now. We're seeing that the economy is starting to grind to a halt. Supply lines are, are being halted. China has started declaring force majeure on their contracts, which you may remember from uh, sugar processors who said, we don't have any sugar beets this year because of the early winter that descended across all of the sugar growing area, sugar beet growing areas in the United States. It's just, it's an act of God. We don't have any sugar for you. China's now doing the same thing. Due to an act of God, no one's showing up to work right now. And so we cannot accept delivery from Chile and Nigeria of, of your copper. We cannot accept delivery from Europe of your liquid natural gas. They've declared force majeure. Now, the European... Okay, so what does that mean, force majeure? Force majeure... Uh meaning superior force, chance occurrence, unavoidable accident, a common clause in contracts that essentially frees both parties from liability or obligation when an extraordinary event or circumstance beyond the control of the party, such as a war, strike, riot, crime, or in this case, an act of God, like a earthquake, flood, volcanic, but what about, or plague, prevents one or both parties from fulfilling their obligations under the contract. So that's what that means, just so you know. Producers are rejecting that claim and saying, you're going to have to pay us for this gas even if you don't take delivery. But ladies and gentlemen, it really doesn't matter who pays for the gas or not. What matters is that these supply chains are collapsing, that we are witnessing the, the shutdown of global international trade. And it's just astounding. That's why the Baltic Dry Index collapsed, because there's nothing being made in china and so there'll be nothing to ship the baltic dry index reflects shipping rates that's as we see china renege on more and more of their deals including food is not being delivered it's it's easy to see why the federal reserve came out today and said hmm this virus might pose risks to the global economic system now we've been talking about that for weeks now but to see it finally come out of the federal reserve and then pushed out to the media means we've truly passed a Rubicon. It's, it, it's a, a true inflection point with respect to the nature of this crisis, and perhaps even it shows that the establishment intends to use it fully to collapse the economy. And when we see billionaires like Jeff Bezos selling $3.5 billion of his own company in one week, it's a pretty good indicator that he is aware that we're staring down the barrel of a, of a slowdown, of an economic downturn. And like I said, the media from stuff, you know, for all sorts of media today is talking about, even The Guardian, talking about how the economic effects are going to be felt. So the talking points have gone out to acknowledge the economic impact of this. Australia is being forecast as being very severely affected due to the uh, heavy influence that China has there, the fact that they've taken it over, frankly.
And as I said, it's, a, it's also affecting not just commodities, but the food flows. Thailand has stopped the flow of Chinese food into their country, and food prices are rising. But folks, frankly, all of this is ancillary to what I think is the most important and the most underreported aspect of this whole situation right now. And that is, as I said at the top, that the United States is nearly wholly dependent on China for our pharmaceutical supplies. We get 80% of our drug ingredients and 97% of our antibiotics from China. It was noted, centralization of the global supply chain of medicines in a single country makes it vulnerable to interruption, whether by mistake or by design. If we depend on China for thousands of ingredients and raw materials to make our medicine, well, China could use that as a, as a weapon against us. 80%, as I said, of those active pharmaceutical ingredients come from China, including doxycycline, which is the antibiotic used to uh, cure anthrax exposure. I mean, this is all why Trump's chief economic advisor said, if you wanted to kill off the United States, all you'd have to do is cut off our supply of antibiotics. That's a truly frightening thought. And yet, here we are. And that's exactly what's happening. Researchers say China manufacturing most U.S. medicine and vitamins poses a security threat. I wish we had heeded those warnings. Because here we are. If China cut off our drugs today, quote, surgeries would be canceled, cancer treatments halted, kidney dialysis rationed, infections would spread without antibiotics. Yes, the global reliance on China for drug manufacturing is a reality. This has been mentioned only briefly in the mainstream media, although it was acknowledged. Quote, I never thought we would get to a point where we wouldn't have essential medicines, according to one doctor. But that's exactly where we are. He was forced to say, quote, it's simply not possible for us to do heart surgery if we don't have heparin. Chief of Cardiac Surgery emphasized to his staff, heparin, of course, manufactured in China, comes from pig intestines, has been short since African swine fever killed off 70% of their pigs. There's no pig intestines to make heparin anymore. And so now we can't do heart surgeries in Boston. And as I said, the shortages have already been going on here in the United States over the last years, and especially in the last six months, it's picked up according to medical sources. Becker's Hospital Review has been covering this story for some time. Dwindling heparin supply linked to the African swine fever. They have been having to limit allocations of the drug due to this shortfall of pig intestines. It's not sure when we're going to get back after, after the African swine fever. And again, this is September. This is before the coronavirus started. So we are now entering a totally new situation where there actually, A, is a severe interruption to the production of these ingredients for pharmaceuticals and to the delivery thereof. And secondly, there's a legitimate medical emergency where we need these drugs, stat, and we can't get them. And I'm asking you, are we looking at an imminent collapse of the U.S. medical system? Are we about to be overwhelmed? It might be a good idea to start stocking up on those medicines that you need right now. It's not just the U.S., though, folks. The U.K. is already restricting exports of their 24 medic uh, medicines that they've been because they've been experiencing acute shortages of those 24. The decision to restrict exports is an effort to mitigate shortages 
after British pharmacists found shortages of every major type of drug in the last six months. It's not linked to Brexit. And it- Now, while I wouldn't advise, you know, I, like I said, I'm not for antibiotics unless it can absolutely totally be avoided. Uh, but <clears throat> as far as bartering purposes go, you can get the fish antibiotics, and they're the exact same as the regular antibiotics. They're just way cheaper. Now, I don't know the availability of those right now, but I've, I've done reports on this before and more from a bartering standpoint but um, fish antibiotics you can do keyword search for that online i would learn about it before you just start going and buying uh, there are books written on it there's probably youtube videos you can watch on it uh, key and fish antibiotics in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com i've done reports on it and giving you the resources so you know that might be something you want to think about more as a bartering tool because like i said i'm not wild about doing antibiotics because of all the horrible side effects that they have in the body but um you know it's something to think about i really believe from a bartering standpoint as well regarding what we've got coming the first time it's ever happened 116 drugs are running low in the united states during november again before the coronavirus According to one doctor, it's the fourth time in the last two years we've had to activate the hospital's emergency operations plan for major drug shortages. It's unfathomable. I never thought we would get to the point in the U.S. healthcare system where we wouldn't have essential medicines to treat patients. Here's a humdinger of a quote of a statistic: 56% of U.S. hospitals had delayed or changed patient care plans because of drug shortages. So already. Healthcare and drugs are being rationed because of these drugs. And that was from 2015 to 2017, okay? So that was some years ago that that was going on. So this is, again, this has been a problem, and now we're really going to see it come to a head, just like the pig intestine thing you said with heparin. And and now with, you know, 80% of all the drugs coming out of China, 80% of all of our pharmaceuticals come from China, and then 97% of the, of the antibiotics, I mean, this is... I mean, wow, this is really heavy-duty information here. It's before coronavirus. It's before the supply chain interruption. We've seen the FDA, who requires airlines uh, to, to carry five different drugs, epinephrine, atropine, dextrose, and lidocaine. Loosen those restrictions. The FAA actually said, well, maybe you won't have to take those drugs with you if you can't find them anymore because they're not available anymore. So already these shortages are in the United States and they're being acknowledged and people are urging Congress to do something about it as if they they can. Um, This is an interesting situation. And all of these things, I mean, this is a very dynamic and developing situation. All of these things are coming out on an hour-by-hour basis and we can just keep our eye on it. But I would suggest that it is quite wise to start stocking up on vitamins and on any pharmaceutical drugs you need and can get ahead of time if you need to do whatever you need to do to ensure i'm going to go over again just briefly later on um some of the things that you know i would advise you stocking up on and i've been kind of hitting it every week but again i don't ever know from week to week how long we've got left uh, as far as broadcasts go you have a supply of anything you depend on because it looks like there is going to be a supply interruption to u.s pharmaceuticals and that's a problem Especially because 70% of Americans depend 
on those prescription drugs on a day-to-day basis. And if that's not concerning enough, in fact, one in six Americans that are on those drugs are taking psychiatric drugs. And now we enter the realm of of conjecture. Is this the zombie apocalypse where you rip one in six people off of their psych drugs and just watch as... And let's just leave it there for now. I don't want to see one in six people lose access to psychiatric uh, medicines that they're on right now. But it looks like we are staring down the barrel of a severe economic downturn, if not a collapse, and very likely severe shortages of medical uh, drugs and equipment in the United States. Let that data inform your actions over these next days and weeks. Start stocking up on food and water and any of this healthcare stuff that you need, that you depend on, because our supply chains are collapsing. Folks, thanks for spreading the word. I'm certainly going to keep an eye on this, so subscribe for more. And that's Ice Age Farmer um, on YouTube. So we have that. Now, I'm, I'm over on time for part one, so let's go end here, and we will go to part two next. God bless you.